Hey guys, welcome back to Chaos Movies here with Chris and tonight I'll drop a, a special little number that I mentioned on Instagram the other day and uh, probably Facebook and whatever, whatever. It's a 2021 flick called Palmer. Palmer with an ER on the end. Uh, not the other Palmer you're thinking about and the five daughters, you know what I mean? Like, we were, oh shit, that was terrible, I'm sorry. Whatever, you're laughing, I don't give a shit. All right. This this the particular film was um, kind of surprised to me, right? I mean, the the title uh, cover for it, I stumbled across it on Apple Apple Movies, I think it was, and it was the only one that was free at the time. I didn't have to pay for it, so I was like, yeah, why not? It's got fucking Justin Timberlake's face all over it, looking a bit rugged, looking a bit old, and I was like. You know, you just invest a bit of time. You just throw a bit, five, ten minutes into it. You don't, you don't, you don't expect. You just go, boom. Let's have a listen, have a watch. And if you're still watching, ten minutes in, fifteen minutes in, it's got you. So stay tuned. So when I've done a little bit of a homework on it, um, just for my own benefit, every time I watch a film, I like to stop during watching it and check things and ask questions in my head and so on and so on. This particular film got a 7.3 out of 10 on the internet movie database which is which is pretty good um i've seen several so for for instance joker with joaquin phoenix um that registers a 8.3 or 8.6 on the internet movie database so you can see the level we're talking about here so i know they're totally different genres totally different plots narratives blah 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 but if you think Joker is absolutely awesome at eight, well, then this one's at 7.3. So it's, it's definitely worth a watch in my opinion. All right. So Palmer stars Justin Timberlake, Ryder Allen, Alicia Wainwright, and Juno Temple. I didn't know three of these guys. Justin Timberlake, clearly. Um, Ryder Allen is a young fellow that was probably discovered on the Ellen show. Um, and you would... If you Google him, you can check it out. Uh, Alicia Rain, uh, Wainwright, spelt with a W-A-I-N-W-R-I-G-H-T. She's been in a few shows too and also Juno Temple has acted alongside of Justin Timberlake and some previous stuff. But that didn't interest me that much. I was more excited to see that the director of this film is Fisher Stevens, a.k.a. Stephen Fisher. He is that crazy robotic scientist from that 80s film show Short Circuit, which uh, everyone might know from the robot number five is alive and he's the crazy guy with the glasses and the beard. Seen him in a few other TV shows. He was uh, the director of Hackers with Angelina Jolie back in the day as well. So you know what? I hadn't seen him in ages. He's done a few cameo roles and done a couple of, Things here and there, and this is his direct. He's directing this film, so I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to expect from him. I don't know that uh, style that he has. That uh, like Michael Mann has that style of that authentic American uh, cinematography type thing. Whereas Michael Bay loves explosions, and um, M Night Shyamalan, he likes to fuck with your head. And make you question a lot of shit. Todd Phillips messes around with a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't know much about Fisher Harris. Uh, sorry, Fisher Fisher Harris, Fisher Stevenson uh, until this point. 
And you know what? I'm thankful that he decided to jump in the director's seat on this one. It's set in Louisiana. The The narrative to this movie is that an ex-con um, basically tries to readjust to life on the outside and he strikes up an unusual friendship with an unlikely person, namely the kid next door, Ryder Allen, uh, who lives in the trailer. And ex-con, which is played by Justin Timberlake, his name is Palmer. And this we've seen this story before. Ex-con gets out, tries to readjust to life on the outside, and normally they run into someone that's going to put them on the straight and narrow and make them sort of ground them a little bit, humble them down, um, alter their state, whatever. You you know, you get the picture. You've, you've seen it, whether or not it's an ex-con, but it's also that, that same sort of story that applies to a lot of other movies, like uh, The Way Back with Ben Affleck, where he's an ex-awesome basketball player, like, you know, two-sport All-American type guy. And this particular film, same thing, Justin Timberlake is an ex-con, but he was like literally quarterback of the century and that all got blown away by whatever, whatever. So we have heard this story before and I'm not taking it away from the directors, not even the writers. It's all good. I love it. It's good. It's how it makes me feel at the moment. Now, remember, this is all my opinion. You watch it, you might go, this is dog shit, whatever, that's fine. It's all good. I appreciate that because this is just how society works with movies. This one sort of, it unravels a storyline a little bit slower than normal. You literally don't find out why Timberlake was in prison to begin with uh, until about an hour into the film, which I like that because it's setting up that scene. It's setting up that, that, that need to find out why later on. We're always questioning what's next, what's happening. Uh, clearly, he's thrown straight into a real-life scenario where he's back living with his grandma. You find out a little bit that his parents aren't around and you find out what happens to them. He's back at the bar drinking because that's what you do when you get out. He's chasing sex and that's what you do when you get out. So on and so on. He's, he's you know, whatever. But this is this kid next door that lives in the trailer park. Now, this is where the this is where it gets cool for me because I like where they're going with it. The kid next door is definitely a boy. Uh, let's not get into the whole non-binary um, identifies as this or that. Straight up, first impressions is that this kid's a boy and he knows he's a boy, but he he loves princesses and he's a little bit, you know, eccentric. He likes to dress up with makeup, play dress up with girls. And, you know, but if you have a look at the background of his life story, you might tend to understand why he's not confused. I don't like using that word because this, this film doesn't really want you to know what he is just yet. Uh, but he is very much, in my opinion, um, homosexual. And that's, you know, in this in this film, that's ne necessary because Timberlake just came out of prison and he looks like he's a hard boy from Louisiana. Uh, and when he strikes, he just sees everything this kid does and you can just see it bothers him. But I don't know. There's a transition there that you miss because uh, it's just cruising along and he does thingy and, and, and Palmer has these things that he says to the young boy, like, you know, you know, you know, you're a boy, right? And he's like, yeah, I know. And he's got this cool, like, Louisiana accent. 
And he's like, well, boys don't play with dolls. He goes, well, I do. Like this kid, I guess you could probably say, I don't know why why he has such a tough exterior in this film. Like he is well aware of what he is and who he is and how he wants to be that any adult questions him, he comes back with the truth. Like, like Palmer saying, you know, boys don't play with dolls. And he's like, well, I do. Like, fuck off. I play with dolls. Deal with it. <laughs> I wouldn't expect a... I don't even know how old this kid is. I don't even remember what grade they say they're in. But if he's like eight or nine, I mean, well, hey, power to him. He knows exactly who he is at the time. And it kind of puts Palmer in his spot, you know. He's starting to think... A little bit of a tragedy happens at, at at the start of the film, which you could, could see coming because the movie is based on an ex-con with an unlikely friend. It doesn't say much about anyone else throughout the, the picture. It just sort of focuses on them. Kind of like Peanut Butter Falcon with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, and, um, oh, God, what's her name? From uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. And... So it's focusing on these two. So you don't know that there's a bit of a bit of a tragedy coming along. And it doesn't really, you know, doesn't matter, but it plays a little plays into the story later on. You really get a sense of uh the change between Justin Timberlake's character and Ryder Allen's character and drug abuse and that kind of stuff that comes into it later on. It's it's really it really plays out well, but like I want to get back to with the unveiling of why Justin Timberlake's in prison in the first place, that part, not that I didn't see it coming, I, I suppose I didn't know how they were going to unfold it and that's what I really appreciate with the direction of this film. The The way they unravel it, it's very slow release and it's it's timed perfectly throughout the film. You've just got to watch it and just go, right, I'm, I'm immersed in this scene and then boom, here's a little taste of the past. And then you're like, oh, wow, shit. And then you're trying to think. And then this next heartwarming scene pops up and you're like, okay. And then they give you another little taste of the past. And you're like, fuck, shit's starting to unfold. You know, this guy's not that bad. He didn't do it. You know, oh, not going to give much away. But it, that's it. It's a very, it's fast moving in terms of how these films, like Nicholas Sparks likes to write his films with the Bray, uh, not the Bray one, uh, the Lucky One, Walk to Remember, Notebook, all those types. He likes to tell them in a certain style, so you, you cover all bases as it goes. This one moves fast. He gets out of prison. Then he's at the bar. Then he's having sex. Then he's at church. Then he's having dinner with his grandma. Then the kid rocks up, and the kid's mother's a druggie. Blah, 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 blah. It's moving really fast. You know? But then they unravel the storyline of as it goes. And I've got to put props out to JT. At moments there when you're watching it, you're like, oh, there's Justin Timberlake. He might be excited when, when you know, he loosens up a little bit and you're like, that's, yeah, that's Justin Timberlake. You know, that voice just gets you. You just, you know, it's him from like fucking Friends with Benefits or not Friends with Benefits. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Friends with Benefits. I was thinking of uh, No Strings Attached. Friends with Benefits. Um, he's got that, he's got that David Beckham type, type voice. And that's when you sort of like, okay, but at, most of the, the, the film is him, deep, rugged, 
Southern, ex-con, rough, drinking a beer at 9 a.m. in the morning type thing. He actually pulls it off pretty well. It's some of his best work. I can't, I can't, I can't fault him. The movie is 100% bent on uh, life, right and wrong. It's country versus city. It's straight versus gay, um, especially down this place. I mean, that's why Sam, the young boy, Rod Allen, plays. He's bullied a lot because he's different. And Palmer is bullied by the law because he's an ex-con. And they're in the country, which outside of that area is the city and they don't see things the same way as they do. I, I do like to mention the sound or the music department or the composer of this film. I didn't really check the name up. I know it's a female and she has done really, really good work. It really ties in well with each scene. Um, it's dramatic. It's it's heartfelt. It really just... It's just a, it's somber. It's sort of just, you know, it's there. You know it's there and it makes you feel like, you know, you want to be upset by it. You want to be enraged by whatever's going on. Um, it's, still a, it's still a fairly predictable film. But in saying that, I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, it spends a lot of time in the thought of Palmer. It's really got Palmer in every single camera shot. Um, that it focuses on that, so that means they're going for Justin Timberlake's ability to act uh, in a in a in a way that you would forget that it's Justin Timberlake, and you just see Palmer. So the you know um, that's a yeah, it's, you know it's that's that's how I see it. Actually, that's a pretty good. Sorry, uh, there's nothing much more that I probably need to add to this film. I'm just have a look at my notes here. Um, what did I write here? The selective emotional attachment to things and people that Palmer possesses is mind-blowing. So he does. He, it is true. He, he, his emotions are pretty much dormant until he wants to get involved. And that can only be from the fact that he was a, he's a good guy did hard time, comes out on the other end, conflicted in both emotional states. So when he sees something that's just unjust, uh, he takes care of it uh, with the with that prison-like mentality. And but he's also got a soft heart when it comes to just being that person that needs to be there. So you know, I'm really surprised by Fisher Stevens, the director, to to pull off something like this. I mean. I don't know much about him and I don't know his direction, but clearly he worked in well with the writers and he had an idea that the filming locations are great. It's very, it's very uh, secluded in, in Louisiana, uh, which is in the state of, state of Louisiana and it's New Orleans. It's just outside of New Orleans and just about an hour east of Baton Rouge. So it's pretty, it's pretty kind of remote, you could probably say. So I, I really loved, I loved all of it. And this is the thing. It was my first movie that I watched on Apple Plus. I, I was just like, okay, this one's free. I didn't have to pay for it. So let's have a crack. Justin Timberlake hasn't done much since. And I'm stoked that we're still getting some quality from this guy and bring on new direction from people that have been in the film industry for so long. Anyway, check it out. It's on – I'm pretty sure you'd have to get it off uh, something other than Netflix or um, 
Uh, I didn't see it on YouTube movies. I didn't see it on Netflix. It's definitely not on Disney. So you'd have to have it on Telstra T-Box or Apple TV. Stan, maybe Binge. Not sure. You just have to check it out. Anyway, guys, that's that's enough. 16 minutes on a film like this is definitely enough for me. So once again, as always, thanks for listening and catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.